Welcome to the Beyond Ordinary Woman podcast. Every two weeks, we'll post a podcast version of one of our free training videos, but you can access them now at beyondordinarywomen.org. This episode or series includes downloadable information on our website, beyondordinarywomen.org. Go to resources on the main menu and click on podcast slash video extras. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, I'm Kay Daigle of Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. Welcome to this podcast and video series on lament. Our special guest is Nika Spaulding, who is resident theologian at St. Jude Oak Cliff in the Dallas area. Nika has done a number of video series for us, and so I hope that you'll search our website and find those if you're interested. And you can also read more about her bio on our website as well. So Nika, we're, we're talking about in this first video podcast, we're talking about understanding lament. And I really feel like I didn't really know much about lament until much later in my Christian life and certainly never considered lament as being something I necessarily had to do. It was just something I understood from the Psalms. Mm -hmm. So why is it important to understand lament? What, what is a lament and why do we need to know about lament? Yeah. Okay. It's so funny you say that. I would, I would say what you're describing is actually a pretty normal experience for so many Christians. It's um, in certain parts of our Christian faith, lament is so normal but I would say in a lot of parts, especially in the United States, I found I, I never learned really a ton about lament. I really didn't. It wasn't a part of my spiritual practice. And really, for me, it was studying. It was born out of this season of COVID. You know, I began to realize, gosh, we're in a season where people are in a lot of pain. Um, my family went through a personal tragedy. We lost my sister in a really painful and traumatic way during the height of when COVID was raging on. And I found myself looking sort of in my Christian toolbox going, what's the tool I pull out right here? And God was gracious and had introduced to me this, this thing we call lament. And so first of all, I now know people are going, well, so what is it? What's lament? In its most simplest form, the, a lament is a prayer that you offer to God while you're in pain um, or in grief or in loss. It's a prayer that's offered to God that the hope is ultimately will lead to trust. Um, I say the hope is because there are some laments in the scripture that kind of leave you hanging going, are, is there good news coming? You know, and so, but more, it's a prayer that we see in a third of the Psalms. Those are Psalms of lament and they're prayers that are brought to God when you are in a season of grief, loss, trauma, pain, and it's a turning to him. And so uh, during the beginning of COVID, we had just happened to do a sermon series on lament as a church. And what I learned during that time of study is there's really a pattern to the prayers of lament. And so that's what we'll walk through right now. And so what lament, lament is, is the first part of it is it's turning to God rather than a turning away. Because one of the questions we get from people is, well, isn't lament just grumbling and complaining? And doesn't God say we shouldn't do that? And we had somebody bring that up. You know, they they referenced the, the Israelites coming out of Egypt and they're grumbling about no manna and they're grumbling about no food. And I said, well, if you notice in those stories, they're not turning to God. They're turning away from God and maligning God's character. What you see in lament passages is a turning to God. Dear Lord, look at me. Lord, hear my cries. Lord, where are you right now? It's not a turning away. It's a turning 
to God and bringing your complaints to him. And so that's what the first thing is it turning to God, not away. So it's not a grumbling and a complaint. I always say like grumbling and complaining feels like gossip against God. A lament is banging on his door in the middle of the night going, Hey, I have pain and I need you to address it. So it's a turning to God. It's then bringing your complaint. And so in the scriptures, it can be, Hey, my enemies are chasing me, or it can be, Hey, our home has been destroyed or, you know, affliction is all around us. And so you turn to God, you bring him your complaint. And what I love about the lament is then you ask boldly for help. You know, you hear words like rescue, deliver, save us, Lord, you know, and, and this language is, it's, it's really powerful. And then you get this idea of, wow, this psalmist, this person in prayer recognizes the situation they're in is so bleak and dire, only God can be the one that would rescue them. So it's not a, hey, you know, could you send a middleman? It's, hey, God, we need your rescue. And so turning to God, bring him your complaint, asking boldly for help. And then the majority of them then end to choose and trust. And so it'll say things like this, but even if, even if I'm stuck here, you are worthy of following and I will continue to trust you all the days of our lives. And so when you think about that, I always, this is what I think blew me away. And Kay, you might have a similar experience is one third of the book of Psalms are Psalms of lament. And when I heard that, I thought, okay, I must have missed some class or I must have missed some Sunday school where I would have learned that. And the reason why I say that is the book of Psalms is the prayer book of the people of God. You know, when you go back to the way that the, the Jewish people engaged with God, when they would go up to Jerusalem for the feast, they would use the the Psalms, they would use the Psalms of Ascent. Or if they were in a season of praise, they would use the Psalms of Praise. So you think about the fact that God preserved one third of his prayer book to be Psalms that you use when you are in pain or you need rescue or you need deliverance and God preserves that for his people. And I thought about that of, you know, you're going through a pandemic or maybe you lose someone you love or maybe someone harms you and you're wondering, okay, what should my response be and you look at the kindness of God that he preserved for you in his scripture, we'll pray these Psalms, turn to me, ask me, cry out to me and ask me to deliver you. And so one of the things that I noticed as both a pastor who was leading folks and as a leader of people, and then as a person who was going through immense pain in this last year is we, I really needed the language of lament. I needed the, the prayers that allowed me to speak how bleakly things really were. Um, and I needed to create a language for my people to say, it's okay to cry out to God and go, I hate what's happening right now. And people go, oh, that's really strong language. And I'm like, well, if you read the Psalms of lament, you'll find that there's really strong language in there. You know, things, you know, my enemies seek me day in and day out. And where are you? And, and, and yet, you are on your throne and I will trust you. And so I think the lament, the, the lamenting to God is something that Christians not only should know they exist, but should be a part of their religious experience and practice in the Lord. I totally agree with that. And I feel like, I feel like for a lot of Christians, probably I'm one of them because I was so ignorant about lament and the fact that even the Psalms were just prayers. I'm not even sure I knew that for a long time. They were just Psalms. I just yeah. didn't realize these are prayers that you can incorporate into your own life when your life experience calls for certain Psalms, then those would be the Psalms that you would pray. And you just insert whatever, whatever, if you're in a lament, you start whatever the problem is 
into a Psalm of David, if he's lamenting or whoever it is, but they, you're right. They're just really powerful. And I like what Walter Brueggemann says about the laments. Uh, he has a, he has a book called uh, praying the Psalms. And he says that the laments arise from a time of disorientation. And I think that's what happens to a lot of people when things, when their world sort of falls apart in one way or the other, what it, whatever it is, you've named some of the things that it could be, but whatever happens and you don't expect God to do that in your life, or maybe it doesn't fit your image of who God is, your whole faith is a little disoriented. Then you're not, what do I do with what is happening in light of what I believe about God? And the laments are the places to go. The laments are the things to pray because yeah. you're trusting God in the midst of it, but you're, you're saying, I don't get this. I don't understand when this happening. You're, you're a good God. And I know that, but I, I don't get it. Yeah. I remember being young and first learning the Psalms and Hebrew poetry in and of itself is a whole thing that you begin to learn. And I remember, I, I vividly remember being 22 years old and going, David seems a little whiny. I'm not sure he's allowed to talk to God this way. And it, that speaks to like, how, how good was my life that I did not understand when you go through it. And, and that's where it's so interesting. Cause when you don't need the lament, you read them and you go, wow, that's really emotional. Wow. You, you're speaking very strongly here. And to think to myself, like, is he allowed to speak to God like that? And then, of course, go, well, not only is he allowed, God preserved it so that not only can David and who else writes the Psalms can speak to God like that, we can. We are invited into that. And I think having gone through some some most, most painful grieving season I hope to ever go through, um, but the most painful season of my life so far, and to have the language there, because what happens in grief too, is sometimes you can't find your own words. And what the Psalm book offers to you are prayers that the, the saints have used for thousands of years. When sometimes you can't find your own words, you're just trying to get your head off your pillow each day. So you open your Bible and you open it up to Psalm 13 or Psalm 22. And I, I like to remind people when Jesus is on the cross, and we hear him say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That's the beginning of a psalm of lament. And how that psalm ends is with unwavering trust in, his, in the Lord. And that's what Jesus is saying. I have unwavering trust here. But to have those words preserved so that in these moments, in this, like what you're saying, Walter hits the nail on the head. You're, you're just spinning around. And the psalms of lament become a cherished gift to the people of God. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've depended on them, yeah. you know, when I, I probably before I even realized it was a lament, I was depending on some of those Psalms to get me through some really hard times and really, really appreciated the Psalms for that reason. Yeah. Well, thank you, Nika. Thank you for that, helping us understand lament, understanding when we need to know about lament and when we need to lament ourselves when we have overwhelming emotions god knows anyway and we need to pour them out to him so we are going to do another video talk about practicing lament so it'll be very practical and we hope that you will join us for that thank you nika for joining us today thanks for listening to the beyond ordinary women podcast you can find more podcast episodes and resources for women in leadership by going to beyondordinarywomen.org.
This podcast is produced by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministry. Our production team includes Evelyn Babcock, Kay Daigle, Deborah Herring, and Sharifa Stevens. Theme music, Back in Stride by Don Miller, used courtesy of Christine Miller.